Welcome to Millennial Money Minutes, where we tackle tough personal finance topics in five minutes or less. With your host, Grant from MillennialMoney.com and Matt from DistilledDollar.com. Hey everyone, today we're going to talk about when real estate doesn't work out. So this is one of those things I'm right in the process of selling the first place that I ever bought. Um, So it's a condo, beautiful place uh, in Chicago. If you're looking for a dope spot to live, definitely hit me up. Um, But I bought this place a little over five years ago uh, for $256,000 with a parking space. And I'm going to try to get $500,000 for it. And I may or may not be able to get it. But I ultimately, even if I make a couple hundred thousand dollars, I'll still view it as a fail just because my original goal for the property was to buy it and actually hold it and rent it out uh, for the long term. You know, it's a great place and a great neighborhood that I know easily in the next 10 years. I think the property will be a million dollar plus property uh, in in Chicago. And one of the things that I wanted to do is when I moved away, moving to New York City, I wanted to rent it out. But I figured out, unfortunately, just over the past couple of months that because the assessment, the condo assessment, which is what you pay the condo association, you know, to live and cover the expenses of the building, the condo assessment is so high that it actually running the numbers, I couldn't make it economically work to where I could rent it and make money on it. And when you want to have a rental, you always want to budget at least 20 to 25% uh, above um, you know, what, your, what your, your costs are in order to cover things like repairs or management expenses, taxes, increases, and fees. Uh, and you know, running the numbers, I just couldn't make it work out because the assessments are so high. This is something I couldn't have anticipated you know, even maybe two or three years ago. I thought it was going to be super easy to rent it, especially because rents are also going up in Chicago. And in a lot of places, it's actually cheaper to buy than it is to rent in Chicago. And so while I'll make a couple hundred thousand dollars, knock on wood, I definitely view it as a fail because a lot of my own projections were based around buying a property that would appreciate even more over time and that I could rent out. And so hopefully sell it maybe for a million dollars in 10 years and get, you know, three to four grand in consistent cash flow. So I know, Matt, you're, you're, you've been living in this place maybe a year and a half or so. Uh, has, it, has your real estate investment been a good one so far? Yeah, for my end, I definitely did the same approach in terms of uh, I, the first thing I looked for was a, a building uh, that was very favorable to rentals and, uh, you know, basically ran those numbers, uh, you know, really early on to see what the rental would look like. So actually, question for you, Grant, then is, um, you know, when you were buying the place, were you running the rental numbers back then or was this something that uh, developed as you, did, you know, owned the place? Because I know, you know, your experience with real estate's obviously um, you know, grown over the years. So just curious, you know, how did you view it originally? And, and has that sh- has that shifted over time? Yeah, there were a couple things I looked at. I definitely ran the numbers originally. Um, and the assessments have gone up maybe like 30 or 30 percent uh, in the past five years. The assessments have increased a lot. So have the taxes. Um, and so when I ran the numbers originally five years ago, I, I, I'd assumed that I would have potentially kind of break even 
just buying the place. Uh, you know, I could have rented it out to cover the cost of the mortgage. One of the things I didn't know at the time is that I would need 20 to 25% cushion for extra expenses. I, I didn't know that uh, when I bought the place. Um, the other thing that I was thinking is, um, you know, it's such a unique property, which is both an asset and kind of a liability. Um, when you have kind of a really unique property, you know, it's a really historic building, you know, it's, it's an open loft, um, it's a little bit more expensive, you know, you're kind of limiting your market, uh, which can be a really good thing because that can help increase the price or it can be a bad thing because fewer people are looking and it can actually decrease the price. I think I probably overestimated the appreciation growth, even though it's actually almost doubled in value during five years, which is phenomenal growth. Um, I would have thought that the rents would have gone up as well. But the thing is the rents, because there's so many rental units that are popping up with so many more amenities that the market actually favors you know, a newer, nicer building. And so the, it, I've narrowed my market in the sense of, of uh, renters. And so few, fewer renters, uh, ultimately lower rent that I couldn't have anticipated. Yeah. And Grant and I actually live a few blocks apart right now, uh, prior to his move to New York here. But um, yeah, it's interesting because uh, this area has seen a lot of new 50, 60 story high rises going up catering to the rental market and um, you know it just goes to show that when you are buying property make sure you do the due diligence and if you want to be extra little careful you know you can add in that margin of safety that uh, you know Ben Graham talked about in terms of that 25 30 percent number what about um, you could you rent this place and, and break even um, for me right now I think it's you know my my decision process here was I think um, not necessarily I think break even um, in a couple of years, I, I think right now it would be, it would still, I would still view it as an investment if I were to rent it out. But the plan here is to live here for a number of years. And so, you know, crossing my fingers, things work out over time, but you know, after, um, you know, factoring in, um, renovations and, and any major expenses, I think, uh, about five years from now, it'll, it'll start to break even and, and make sense. And then from that angle, you know, then it could, you know, break even and then let the equity uh, appreciate over time. So I think it's something uh, crossing my fingers, but you know, five years from now, I'm sure we'll be having a similar conversation to this one. So we'll see how it turns out. Yeah. So always, you know, real estate can be an incredible investment, but sometimes things work out. Sometimes they don't. Uh, always important to cover your bases either way. You know, I'm still going to be happy with knock on wood, a couple hundred thousand dollars in profit in five years, tax-free profit. But, um, you know, I'm not going to get that long-term appreciation and that rental income that I was looking for. So ultimately a fail, but it could definitely be worse. So this is uh, my real estate fail. Grant and Matt here. Hope you all are having a good day and we'll chat with you soon. Thanks for listening to Millennial Money Minutes. If you liked this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe. If you want us to cover a specific topic, use hashtag Millennial Money on Twitter or visit millennialmoneyminutes.com